Hello, and welcome to The Rabid Nurses. And I'm Mary. And I'm Kaylee. And we're here to hang out with you today. It's been we a hot minute. Are. It has been a hot minute, but we had a lot going on. Um, like super exciting super news. Super exciting news, which is going to take up most of our um, content today. Yes. So, but first, to open us up, I want to tell, tell our people what we just did. <laughs> What we just went through. What we just went through. So I got my septum piercing about a year ago. It's been a year. It has been a year. Oh my God. I know. I know. So I got my septum done about a year ago. And since I'm in nursing school, you can't have any like too big jewelry, too big of jewelry. And um, last August was it? Did you, is that when you bought me? Or it was last like September or November. Yeah, it was okay. something like that. <clears throat> um, Mary took me out and she bought me like this beautiful gold piece. It's pretty large and in charge. It is. <laughs> yes, it, is it is not by any means modest. And um, so, you know, the spring semester started and I took it out and I put in this very fine, small gold hoop that I found that could, you know, keep the hole open, but not be too big to where if I pulled my mask down at clinicals, I could get in trouble for it. Um, <clears throat> so that was in for the last three months, four <laughs> months. And so the hole that wasn't completely healed naturally got a little smaller. So we just went through the amazing adventure of Mary using her fantastic nurse skills, an 18 gauge needle, sterile mind you um and my piercing to place the old one back in because they use 18 gauge needles to um poke septum holes and of course as a nurse you're always gonna have extra supplies (laughs) (laughs) at home So I had an IV 18 gauge right. needle ready Which to go. Which we didn't have to use, thank, thank God. y'all. Thank goodness. I did not want to make this hole look freaking janky as fuck. Oh God, it was so funny. <laughs> we had light. We had got sitting there holding holding the flashlight on the phone. My head's on the table. We have rubbing alcohol. We have We used like hurricane spray hurricane. and a Q-tip to numb her freaking nose. And I am just like slowly, just like slowly getting it We through. decided to like try to poke it through first before having to like use the needle to um like stretch the hole so but it worked like it did work and i'm so thankful it worked and the best part is the second i literally get the class bonums fully closed kaylee sneezes right on me and scott (laughs) (laughs) scott was like and i'm done and he ran out of the room He was not as amused. He was like, that's great. Glad you made it. Put <laughs> and I'm down. Out. And he ran and he immediately washed his hands. <laughs> he was like, this is disgusting. <sighs> oh, and God. that is the kind of people we are. This is the kind of friendship that we have. We did record it. We will put it on Patreon probably for our $5 donation. Yes, it's just hilarious. Because it's so funny. And it's a pretty funny video. It's, it's um, The audio is a little hard to hear, but... Um, the end seconds is what you want. <laughs> oh God, it was so good. Was you know, awesome. Effie went Effie one day when she tries to be like, "Look, Mom, I'm such a badass." I'm gonna be like, "You don't even know." Just like, watch your just, aunt and I, yeah, <laughs> shove a septum piercing back into my nose. <laughs> oh my God. So how are you this week? I it was it's been a tough week. So okay. this week was rough. You know, sometimes you get those patients that just really get under your skin. So this was one of those weeks of some very 
All right, do you want to do positives unique. first or negatives first? Well, obviously, there's my negative. My negative was I had some pretty hard, difficult patients to work with, you know, but that sometimes just comes with the job. It does. How it was does. your... What well, was yours? what was your high? My high for the week? I think it was today. Kaylee and I are starting to work out. So, like, this morning, I made breakfast slash not really. Kaylee made the real stuff. Well, I just made the bacon nifty. and toast. No, no, guys. <clears throat> I literally made pre-made frozen bacon, <laughs> put it in a pan, heated it up to crispy, and then made some <laughs> toast. Kaylee is the one in which made the actual eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... Like, 25% made some breakfast this morning. <laughs> she did a great job. It was delicious. The toast was perfect. The bacon was wonderful. Um, and I asked, I started to ask everyone, like, oh, how do you want your eggs? And everyone's kind of like, oh, over medium, fried. And I'm like, okay, great. And Mary's just like, so you want to teach? And I was like, okay, it's fine. Again, I don't know if y'all remember this, but Kaylee, like, she just puts melted butter into the pan. And I'm like, gosh, damn it. <laughs> It smells so good, and it's just butter. I it did. Is, it, it was hilarious. Ridiculous. She's standing there. She's like, it already smells good. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, your butter in the pan. It <laughs> smells good. And I'm like, it's butter in a pan. Exactly. Like, but these it. are the talents in which Kaylee has. <laughs> and Mary most definitely does not. Mary has piercing talents. <laughs> <laughs> I can re-pierce a piercing hole, guys. <laughs> oh Man, am I good. So today was so today was your high. Like we went and where you worked out. We had some breakfast. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for a concert tonight, we so we are. got to get dressed up. Yeah, we got a piercing completed. Yes, it was. It's a good high today. Good, good high. Good high. All right, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Let's hear your high and low of the week. Okay, let's see my low for the week. Um, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so we we're talking about patients. Mm-hmm. Patient families. Um, Mm. I was, we had to call security on a patient family member. I got, I directly wasn't getting yelled at. It was the whole scene, but where I was, I was kind of right in the middle of it all. And I couldn't necessarily run away. Mm. And like, I, even at the, and it was kind of like hard for everyone involved. Like my manager came up and gave me a really big hug and she was like, are you okay? Like, you know, cause I couldn't abandon where I was because I was directly related to the phones and like patient information. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to be in the middle of it. And it, it's just frustrating because on top of being inside of an ICU, which is already a high-stress environment, yes. um, then we have family who come in and have to exacerbate the situation. And, um, and a lot goes into that, such as, like, culture and understanding and forms of communication um, and stress of the situation. Stress of the situation. So it a is lot of stressful. It is. And so, you know, it's not like they're necessarily coming at you ne- to attack, but there is a right. level of escalations that can occur right. very rapidly. Absolutely. So I think that was my low for mm. the week yeah. um, as far as work is concerned. Um, and then my high for the week, I think today... Was it yours too? I think so. I don't know. I've had I've had a lot of good. You know, I got mm. to spend time with a friend who just got out of surgery and like helping them recover. And then I got to have like a great day with my daughter yesterday. School is out. Woo! Woo! 
but yet I had another class start on Friday. Um, but like the main semester is over and then today has just been like a wonderful day, of course, because anytime I get to spend with you is my favorite. Oh my God, same. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so the concert we're going tonight, Mary, so Mary got dragged into this concert. Um, mind you, I was happy about it. This was not against her. No, no, it's not against her will, but she's definitely my plus one. Hello. Um, but it's the artist LP, Liza Pinelli. No, not Liza Pinelli. I don't know her. <laughs> Liza Pinelli. Can we tell her that now? No. <laughs> no, we can't. Shoot. But, um, but it's LP, mm-hmm. and I bought these tickets right before the pandemic. Which is so, so I was supposed to go see LP, like, the May, May 2020. I was supposed to go see LP. Like, literally. And, or was it supposed to be in June or July? No, I think it was in May. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point right. is, is that, like, the, the world shut down um and so her concert got postponed to october and then it got postponed to like it was supposed to be in like june it was supposed to be in june of 2020 and then it was october of 2021 and it got postponed again and here we are in 2022 so i've literally had these tickets for two years and i'm so freaking excited to go to this concert tonight yes it's gonna be so much fun it's gonna be fun she actually has some beautiful music oh my god it's l p and i was trying to find like her her name name. yeah but it just says lp you can look her up on spotify she's like a really amazing she she does this whistling thing in her music it's so cool it's badass i'm excited so and then of course house of blues which is always fun i haven't been to house of blues um and i want to say seven to eight years oh ditto um when i went to go see hosier with a friend that's awesome yeah but that was back in my drinking days so i was like wasted to the point to where i couldn't even appreciate it right so like really ugly so i'm Mm. excited to be like creating a new fond memory yes and she and i have also really been wanting to try to get into concerts because even though i've been to a handful of them I've never, like, made it an intentional thing to, like, go to really cool, fun concerts. Okay, Laura. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Laura, <laughs> Laura Pergolizzi. 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 Laura Pergolizzi. Bad. There we go. We probably still butchered it, so let's just so keep I'm that in mind. So I'm sorry, LP. We are not trying to be offensive. But anyway, she is amazing. She's phenomenal. Super awesome. Lesbian crush, for sure. Hunter percento. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's it. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. And now onto our content today, which we're actually super stoked to talk about today. Are you ready? I'm like so ready. Okay. Give it to us. I have officially finished out half of my nursing program. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, we, I got over the hump of med surge And which I had to retake. I think I mentioned this an episode or two ago. Like I had to retake med surge this semester Mm -hmm. and it was still a struggle and it was hard and I was barely hanging on. And the problem was, is like, it wasn't the content. It was the freaking tests. And I did it. Like I aced my final exam. destroyed that final. Like, what? What did I do? I couldn't believe it. I got my test. I got my test result, and I was just like, 
almost hyperventilating because I couldn't believe I thought it was a lie like I checked it like 15 times I was like there's no way there's no way I aced this exam like that's the highest grade I made all semester and I did and it was it felt like on top of the world like it it's so surreal <laughs> to me that med surge is done like yes. oh my god it's like I just can't, oh the 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 relief that comes from that yeah. Is phenomenal. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, tell sure. them more. Not just the relief, but also what kind of realities. Okay. So, so Mary's like, okay, well, how did, what did you ask me? You were like, um, are you excited? She's like, are you excited? And I said, no. And she said, and she's like, what are you talking about? You're not excited. I said, because the reality of becoming a nurse is that much closer. Yep. There's comfort in failure mm-hmm. to the extent of, you know, you're used to this life that you're living. You're used to the responsibilities that you have. Right. And to me, med surge was my hump and, mm-hmm. um, med surge was my mountain for sure. And luckily I met, um, some amazing, um, classmates and we formed this study group and we got together like every Monday and we studied. And then I have another one of my friends um, who works at the hospital w- mm-hmm. with me in a different department. Mm-hmm. She had to retake as well. So she and I like became a very strong support system and we all got through it together. And it was mm. just phenomenal. It, it just, you know, if it weren't for those women I don't think I, I would not have survived. I know that for sure. Yes. Um, needing other people to get through this, Mm -hmm. it is essential and it is necessary. And my first cohort was not nearly as open. They weren't nearly as, um, willing to work together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this cohort, so I had to retake med surge, so I'm with a new cohort, mm-hmm. and everyone was so open, and they banded together, and everyone was encouraging, and they were kind, and um, it's like, we're going to graduate. Like, we are going to graduate. There's no I. It is all mm-hmm. a team. It's yes. a unit, and you work together, and you support each other, and you build yourself, and mm-hmm. you build each other up for success. And it's okay. really amazing. And it's so necessary, because I had the same exact thing when I was in nursing school. I had, like, three different women that I studied with every day of mm-hmm. every week. We would wake up at 5 a.m. before a test oh, and God. study for three hours. And it was, I know. I'm crazy. Oh my god! I'm crazy, but I was also just a college student. That's all I had to do. Yeah. So don't forget that. Um, but yeah, like these were the women. Like I might not be necessarily super close to them now. Like sometimes you do have seasons of friendships mm-hmm. and times when they are the most prominent, especially because your closest friends usually are the people that you work and are close to often. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it goes, especially in those seasons of college, high school, all that. But yeah, like. I, I wouldn't have made it through nursing school without the group yeah. that I studied with. Yeah, it really absolutely. is like so, so important. Where, so where are they now? So one of them is working at the transplant in Baylor All Saints in Fort Worth. Oh wow! Oh yeah, she's a charge nurse. She's doing amazing over there. And then I have another one. She jumped all around. So she did transplant here at Bumpsy in okay. Dallas uh-huh. for a few years. She got into ECMO. She actually went to Parkland and did some ECMO for a while, too. I don't know if she's still there. Again, we don't talk too much. But she went there, and then now she's at Cook's. And, like, she was one of those nurses that was going to become a pediatric nurse. Like, that really? was her one goal. Oh, God, yeah. And now she's made it. Aww. Like, oh, and getting into peas is tough. 
And then I had another one that's now at Mayo Clinic. Mayo Just, Clinic? Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, no. They're all badasses. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were all pretty damn smart. Yeah. <laughs> So do you do y'all still like talk on a regular basis? Do y'all no, like, not really. Still... I'll catch up with them every once in a while. Sometimes we'll get lunch, but it's usually a few months in between. Some of them, I sadly, if we're being honest, I don't really talk to at all. And it's one of those things where sometimes relationships do kind of lose momentum. I don't know the word I'm Ebb looking for. Ebb and flow, like, and flow. It's where they become an acquaintance. They might not necessarily be one of my intimate or closest friends, right? But I know I can contact. Right? right? Or like just get in and get a, you know, another just revamp and like kind of get where, you, mm, what's the wording I'm looking for? Like kind of like touch base. Touch base and then you kind of like start where you stopped. So yeah. you easily fall back into the room. Yeah. And so like we'd go out and eat lunch. Like one of them was actually at a wedding that I went to recently as well. Because we're both, we were the reasons that one of my best friends and her husband got together. Oh, because of she and I. So y'all have to be there yeah. for that. That's so yes. sweet. Yeah, is, this, really no, is this the one that was in Charleston? Oh, okay, 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 yes. okay, got it. Yeah, so she got a house in Fort Worth, and my friend Claire that got married, she needed a place to live. And I was like, hey, I have this friend. Why don't you go live with her? Like, this would be a great opportunity. And she's like, perfect. They move in together, and then one of Rachel, which was my nurse friend, her best friend's is named Nelson. And that's how they met. And now they're married. Oh, my God. It's so cute. And I was like, for the reason. Yes. Isn't it so funny how, like, those relationships like that, like, it's networking. It really is a web of networking of relationships, too. Like, even you and Scott's Mm -hmm. story is just like, hey, I know someone who knows someone who, like, (laughs) I think you'd be cute with. You know what I mean? And then you go on a date. It just, like, comes together. Mm -hmm. Because of other people. Right, right. so cute to life. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's a part of what nursing school is, is it is not only are you working together as a cohort, to overcome one of the toughest struggles in your life because that's what nursing school is. It is, yes, it is important. Yes, anything I say, I do not want this to be taken in the wrong context because, yes, nursing school is important. The content is important. Um, But I think, I genuinely think 60% of nursing school um, is to teach resilience, teamwork, and um dedication oh yeah because if you if you can't operate with those things mm-hmm. y- it is near impossible to operate as a nurse oh, yeah. um and so i i genuinely believe that that's a part of why nursing school is so difficult mm-hmm. why it is made to be so difficult yes because it has to be almost all nurses that i've talked to it's like oh man you only ner- you only learn like Oh my gosh, I learned everything when I got to be an exactly. actual nurse, if we're being honest. Right. You're right. You know? And that's not an offense to nursing school, but it's when you're actually in the hospital that you're truly learning things. You right. know? And like, I'm never going to forget. It's application of knowledge. It is the really. application of knowledge. Because nursing school gives you a very good foundation, especially if you weren't already in healthcare. Now, that's yeah. the key. Because if you're already in healthcare, honestly, there's this balance between knowing already and then almost knowing too much. Oh, absolutely. Because that's that what was, makes yeah. testing so hard for people that have already been in the health field. Right. Because it's like, what's the first thing you're going to do? And I'm already on step four. And they're like, no, I need you to go step. Literally. I need you to go one through four. Right. 
like step 0. 0.5 mm-hmm. and I'm like what I'm on step four what are you talking about Zero like I already 5. know to do this <laughs> right but right. everyone that's not been in that is like wait what I'm supposed to do this I when I became a brand new nurse I had a five-step plan of what to do when my patient coded. And I'm kidding you not. Like, I really wish I still had this nursing residency book because I was so nervous. I was like, I'm going to be that dumb little nurse that, like, goes into shock and goes, uh, 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 and doesn't do anything, especially if you've never responded to a code. I'll be honest. I, now that we're, like, past COVID, Mm -hmm. I freeze in codes. It's okay. And it's like... I don't know how to respond anymore. Mm. Um, And so it's very, like, I was sitting in a one-to-one last week or two weeks ago, and the patient next door coded, and I went out to go to the bathroom, and one of the providers came up and started asking me for things. First of all, not my unit. Second of all, I have no idea what's going on. I'm sitting right. with I'm sitting with the woman next door who's about to be intubated, right? Mm-hmm. And this doctor runs up and starts asking me questions, and I literally just froze on the spot. And luckily, I am in this position of still being able to say, like, I'm not a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I, I fully accept the responsibility that in a year I will not have that luxury anymore. Right. Um, but it was like in that moment, I'm like, I have no idea. Like my mind completely went blank. Well, here's the thing. COVID codes and normal codes are completely different. Yeah. With the COVID codes, we were almost always prepared and ready. That's true. So we're already we all at bedside knew, right? and we have everything we knew ready. what was coming. No one needed to be running. So when yeah. I became a brand new nurse and we were focusing on codes and this is going to sound super... I don't know. I don't know how this is going to sound. But anyway, I was always super ready to do CPR. I have done CPR <laughs> since I was 14 years old. I had my CPR certification. I was like, I have never used this. And it stressed me out. I was like, I want to make sure I do it right. And again, <laughs> that I don't freeze because it is so easy to freeze, especially mm-hmm. if you don't, you haven't gotten into the rhythm of doing these things. Well, like, I've gotten out of the rhythm exactly. of doing it, right? And floor nurses really don't. And that is a real struggle for them of yeah. like, well, what am I going to do? Which is why you have ICU nurses run to them too. Right. Yeah. And I remember getting to do compressions for the first time and thank god i was wearing a mask because y'all i was smiling so freaking wide <laughs> i was like yes i was like i'm finally doing it it's a horrible experience a little bit but it really is like awesome too if you bring someone back which i have done a few times but as a nurse, <laughs> no big deal here one of mary's skill sets bringing people back from the dead with cpr Guys, i can't cook and I can't do a piercing but she straight can, up. But she can do some serious, some deadly CPR. Actually, lively CPR? Li- lively CPR. <laughs> lively. Deadly. This lively. is some efficient. This is some efficient CPR. <laughs> but yeah, because especially whenever, whenever you're on a unit and you're, I would just be the one to go grab things. So that was oh, my job okay. when it was someone else's code. You were the runner. And that's kind of what you learned was like there. And then you would go through seasons of doing either one where like I would start doing IVs. Mm. And if these are different other people's codes. So you have to remember that when it's your patient, I had one patient and it was my first code ever alone. And I'm watching my heart monitor and I'm like, oh my gosh, his heart rate is starting to drop and it is dropping rapidly. Like 70s, 50s, 40s, 30s. And I pressed code blue. Well, Worst part about this experience is that on the unit I was on, the um, code blue alarm, you could hit it with the computer by accident. 
Oh, I remember that. Before they put the covers on it. Yeah, so there were no covers. And yes. so EVS would hit them all the time. Okay, okay. So hold on. Let's back up. Mary and I worked at the same hospital for roughly the same amount of time, but we didn't meet until a year ago when we Correct. merged on the Because we were on unit. different units. We were on different units. Mm-hmm. So I was downstairs and she was upstairs. Okay. Yes. Cause, cause, so, so I remember, so I remember <laughs> when it was an issue and Code Blues got pressed all, all the, the time. time. Okay, go ahead. Ugh. So that night EVS had already, which is our like cleaning, um, crew. Crew. Thank right. you. Um, they were pushing it a few times that night and they would kind of laugh. And of course they don't fully necessarily know what's going on. And we're like, Hey, this isn't funny. We're all running at you. Like, especially on our unit. It's like, it only, it was an ICU beeps. unit. Yeah. Right. It only beeps on our unit. So like, we're right. the only ones Until responding because right? we would respond to the other ICUs too and right. help them because right. right. we were like the code unit. Right. So that had already been happening. So everyone's kind of like, Ugh, like these aren't real. Well, I press code blue and everyone thinks it's a joke. So I'm doing compressions in this room and the family member, their first reaction is to start videotaping and you're already flustered. And I'm like, please someone get in here. And they're walking. They're like, are you yelling? Oh yeah. I'm like, please somebody, somebody. And I'm doing compressions and like barely on bed because I can't really get on top of them. So just a mess. And then the nurses finally come in. And then if you're being honest, like you're in shock after that, right? Cause you're like, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? Did I cause this? Mm-hmm. And then you're just rolling through your head, especially if it's your first one, right? And so, yeah, like, it's it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. But it's, it is it is one of those things where, like, I did react. I did react as I needed to, so. Yeah. Super long tangent, training, guys. <laughs> your training kicked in, though, and that's what's amazing. Well, and I was that little nerd that had the five-step plan. And, guys, See? when I say you the steps plan, I'm saying I walk into the room, like, step one is check a pulse. Step two is like looking for breathing. Like I had these little steps out, like start compressions, press the code blue. Like it was a little nerdy five step plan because I was truly scared. I was like, just well, watch. but that's what you need to be. You need to understand that as a nurse, like it is your job, it is your life, it is the patient's life, and you are that last step mm-hmm. to the patient's life. And, and you need to teach your body to react even before you know right, you need to react. Right. Like I, I remember when they did mock codes on our floor. Yes. And it was almost like everyone thought it was kind of stupid. And it kind of is. You feel silly, you know, like going back to nursing school and like... Um, we did our, oh my God, we did our simulations and I'm sitting there the patient's like covered in vomit. My professors are standing there like watching us and they're sitting in the corner and they're like laughing because they're hooting and howling because they think it's fucking hilarious. It is not funny. And I'm crying at the end of it, by the way, I'm crying and they're like, why are you crying? I was like, cause it's so stressful. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? Like you're in the corner, like laughing at us. Cause you think it's funny because we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Yes. But you know, if it were a real patient, like I wouldn't care about the vomit on the patient's gown because the patient can't breathe. But right. because they're there, I'm like, I need my patient to look all nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. And like priorities are different because it's right. not a true human being. Exactly. And it's hard to like, remember it I don't it's just it is hard to see a simulation as a true patient right and that is what's hard about nursing school now is a lot of it is simulation labs it is and I was right like when it started converting so like we had like a giving birth one oh and like one other one yeah yeah but like for the majority of it ours was in the clinic like we were in the hospital I really wish that we could change 
how we focus nursing school. Like, I wish that we could go back to the days of, like, working, like, working as a hospital. Like, so I've been mm-hmm. a PCA for four years. In August, it'll be four years that I've been a PCA. And I really wish that by now we could have a program of, okay, you are going to have a mentorship or, um, mm-hmm. what do they call those? What's that word? Like an, an, apprentice, an, an apprenticeship. Ooh, that's a good like, one. Like, I feel like we need to go back to that. Because it used to be a thing. I had a, that a it used to be that like that. that. Yeah. Yes. It was almost like a nurse. Um, like a work-study program kind yes. of? Yeah. Um, and what did she call it? But essentially, it's like a residency. Like, you're living at the hospital, and you're doing all the work there. Absolutely. They're essentially I, going through, like, this doctor's residencies. They were going through nurse residencies. And that's and I feel like that's what we should come back to, because our clinic, we only had eight clinical days. And I feel like it's just not enough. You know, the biggest complaint, so the biggest complaint that they're having right now is that nurses don't, new nurses do not have the capacity of the critical thinking. So Mm. they are changing the tests to focus on critical thinking rather than just passing a test. But at the end of the day, if you don't pass a test, you don't get your license. So it still comes down to, and I kid you not, I had to learn how to hack the test. Yeah, because I was the loudest person in the class. I like I always had an answer, like mm-hmm. which that bit me in the ass so many times. <laughs> um, but you're also trying to break it down, and that is the key. Like you being vocal and active in class is important, right? So like me struggling with men surge wasn't the fact that I was having. That I wasn't understanding the material. I did understand the material. Like, I went to Professor Everly and I had this conversation. I was like, I don't understand why I can't get past this test. Because clearly, I was like, do I understand the material? Do you think, as my professor, do you think I understand the material? She goes, yes, I do. It's the application and the mindset they desire for the test. And it's... It's literally like I had to learn how to hack the test. Yeah, because a lot of it is meant to, if you don't know how to critically think it, break it down, it's meant to make you fail. Because it's never the easiest answer. No. And that was hard for us, too. Like, I remember the same thing. Like, it's just the phrasing and the pickles and the, it's always between two of them. And it's like, which one's the right one? I could always get it down to 50. And then I could talk myself mm-hmm. in and out of both. Oh, yeah. Easily. And it was something I had to learn personally. This is how mm. I worked. Was my gut instinct was always right. Almost, mm. almost always right. Obviously, there it's not always going to be right. Right. Let's be real. But it was always the second I decided to go back and overthink it and erase and try the other one, it was always wrong. Really? Mm-hmm. So you learned. You learned to shut up. Yeah. To not let my brain think. Yeah. But I also had the opportunity. And this is why I don't even know if I could do nursing school now. I got paper tests. What? Yes. What? So I are could, you serious? Yes. Yeah. No. No paper tests. Yeah. And no. I think. And I think that's not. I don't want to say it's not fair, right? I don't. It I, makes I don't it harder say, because here's the thing, right? I could write out things, which I know you can on like a. a yeah, but paper, it's not the same. But I could skip questions. I was like, I need to ruminate on this and take my time. And that's right. And I feel like that's a disservice. 
I would agree, but then I do have to say it benefits you to learn it this way because the influx, you don't get to go back. No. So in the end, like, it is good, and that's why we had ATI. Yeah. And ATI was the reason we could actually succeed at the influx because it was a computer testing. Mm. So there's a give and take. It is easier in a lot of ways because I could go back when I needed to. But actually taking the test on the computer is the best way to help you succeed long-term and, and prepare right, for, the for the NCLEX. Right, and that's true. And all of our tests are online. All of them are forward only, no going backwards. They mm-hmm. are timed. Mm-hmm. You know, so it a lot of it is prepping for the NCLEX. And that's why my nursing program had a lot of success. Yeah. Because, so my program specifically um went through a very hard time and then they brought a dean in and she rebuilt that entire program from the bottom up and i had heard about this reputation of hers and so Mm. that was the only school that i applied to it was the only school that i was like i'm going to this one Mm. and so in my interview process i i brought that up i said you know i've heard this reputation i've heard how amazing it is and i would love to be one of your students to graduate from that because of how um highly esteemed it is Mm -hmm. The beginning of my second semester, she stepped down. What? Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead serious. How long was she there? Five years. Lola. Lola was one of her first students. Yeah. So Lola was like, um, it's amazing and she's amazing and blah, 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 blah. And so we got to like talk and we like, we got to share all about that program. Yeah, which oh is gosh, great. And Lola, hilarious. of course, is like a doll. Oh my god, she's so cute. She's adorable. And she's so happy. Such a bright she's light. She's like one of the happiest people ever. Like nothing can bring her down. I was like, how? I know. How? I know. But I think that's what's important is like when you're looking into what kind of nursing school you want, knowing the reputation. Because mm-hmm. I went to TCU. And so like that was another one that was like a highly reputable um, nursing program. And right. they were actually rebuilding like facilities for us all the stuff oh, wow. like it was of course no it was a private school yes yeah, so mm-hmm. it was a bougie it was bougie mary had that bougie schooling what can i say but i would say like figuring out what kind of schooling you need especially if you're like going out of high school mm-hmm. and like going into nursing because for me my greatness my greatness no <laughs> my opportunity was i could go between two different ones and the other school you would have to do two years of prereqs and then apply to nursing school. At TCU, mm. I got to apply and immediately start in nursing school. So I was never any other like prereq or yeah. like pre-med like kind of thing. Like all four years yeah. was All four years was nursing. School. And it was all dispersed throughout it. So I'm taking other classes too. Right. But primarily like I was whole nursing the yeah, entire time. You've, and you've told me about their program and it sounds like it was a really um, unique program mm-hmm. the way that they had it and i think they're trying to make it more like that especially if you're wanting to start that way they do have the like two-year program on, okay like starting a bsn yeah yeah doing all four years mm-hmm. yeah and so like you can do that especially when you're first starting and like a lot of people would still transfer and do mm-hmm. the two years and you yeah. would do the app appli- appli- applying and we would have the like extremely quick ones uh accelerated accelerated yeah. ones yeah so like well, we had all those options right but i loved doing my four-year yeah and I know so one of our other coworkers, um, she Esme, she 
applied for her. She's doing her BSN mm-hmm. through Texas Commerce, I think. That sounds familiar. I think I had some friends. Yeah, and so hers is a two-year BSN program. Mm-hmm. Um, and most are. Yeah, most are. Yeah, absolutely. So I think she got all of her rec- prereqs, mm-hmm. and um, and then she went into the BSN mm-hmm. program. So it's mostly a two-year program. Yeah, but you have to be aware of like what kind of things are going on with these schools. So like. For example, if you were to go to Baylor or Texas Tech, that are mm-hmm. other really highly, like, desired programs right. that people are going to community college first, getting really good grades, so when they apply, they can get in over you if you went to that school just doing prereqs, and it's harder. Actually, um, it's a point system. So for UTA, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain number of points points in mm-hmm. order to be highly considered. So I was walking in, I was looking at applying to for my BSN, walking with walking in with an associate's degree mm-hmm. from Dallas College, Community mm-hmm. College, and they have a partnership with UTA, mm-hmm. but all of my classes only counted for one point, while all of their classes, UTA's prerequisite classes counted for like 3 points. I wonder if it's changed cuz at Texas Tech this was a major issue. I don't like. I had know. friends that didn't make it in. Yeah, and they were going to Texas Tech. Yeah, no. If if I had done all my prereqs at UTA, I would have gotten in. I would have had a higher chance of getting in. So, like for UTA, at least you have to have essentially like a four, like three point five, four point from a community college to even be considered mm-hmm. because your points are going to be so low. Right, but they even because just, it's a point system, right. which is. Um, mm, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. They wanted me to retake classes uh, to get my BSN through UTA. Oh yeah, like it was going to cost so much more. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I'll mm-hmm. go get my ADN and then, um, you know, and then I'll bridge to my BSN. And um, now I'm at this point to where I'm like, I don't even think I'm going to do a BSN. Like, I think I'm going to go straight to an Just MSN. Go. Just go straight. Because there's no... There's no point. There's no what, point Like, to what is it. a BSN? I mean, it is a stepping stone. Yes. I want my master's. Then that's the way to go, then right? Like, if right. you didn't want your master's, then, of course, bachelor's would be the next. Right. You want master's, and there's programs that would get you straight from associates oh, yeah. to master's. And it's like, yeah. why not do that? Yeah, so there's um, there's this amazing website. It's called nurse.org, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they have every program um, listed to where... I mean, it gives you all kinds of information on different programs, right. on different, um, oh gosh, paths to take. Like, if you mm-hmm. want to get your FNP or your critical care NP or your CRNA right. Right. or all this stuff. I mean, it is. Or your CCRN. CCRN. There's oh, like, my God. Ugh. And I, that's something we want to do for you guys, too, is, like, break down all of these extra certificates and certifications you can get. And we're going to start putting it on our Patreon too. these other resources for you. Yeah. So like, so I looked it up. It is nurse.org. And they have like nursing news, educations, career planning. They have jobs, communities, like just it's, Every time I've needed something, nurse.org has had an answer. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's my it's been my favorite for sure. Um, I also love Quizlet. Random tangent. I hate Quizlet. What? 
Quizlet helped me with so many tests. What? I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go. No, I need to know why. I loved it. It helped me practice test questions a lot, honestly. But let's hear why you hated it so much. I just, I, I just, I don't like it. I don't like the format. I don't like, I never feel like it has pertinent information. Maybe I'm not like look, searching the right thing. I think you have to have like a subscription. No. I don't want to, no, 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 not a money subscription, but like you have to sign in, like log in. And I'm like, just give me the damn answers. <laughs> I never needed to log in. I it might have it might have changed, right? Yeah, like I was, I was only in Quizlet you, five years ago, guys. Yeah, no, it will only give you like 15, 15 of the questions out of like a packet of. Oh my gosh, we would go like through that. like a hundred, and you would put in the exact question, and it would. Give you the I hate Quizlet. Oh, Everyone's Quizlet. like, everything's on Quizlet. I'm like. Mm. It's probably better that you didn't anyway. I know. Honestly, it helped me with ATI because ATI, even though ATI was helpful and I loved the books, the testing sucked. Really? I hated the testing. Yeah. For us, it was insane. Um, no. But we it was use, just starting. Like we AT have a HESI. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We use HESI. Yeah. I've heard, I think BSN programs are more prone to UTI. Wow. Well, ATI. I mean, what is it? ATI. I said ATI. You said UTI. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I said ATI. I don't know where Melissa Okay, you totally said ATI. Anyway. But yeah, it, it is a helpful program. And then, of course, you know, there's like so many other resources for you because obviously, like, people are going to be the most key resource as well as your professors. And we're going to keep freaking stressing that, you guys, because having networking opportunities at school, I might not be in contact with most anyone from school anymore. But they're the reason why I made it through, especially mm -hmm. connecting and figuring out my professors and what they were wanting from you. Yeah. Because you, like Kaylee said, she knew the content, but she needed to know how to express it in certain ways for the tests. Right. And her professors would tell her that. Yeah. They break it down for you. Uh, well, I mean, not Everly. Everly is like, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> That's her favorite phrase. Um, but yeah, they, okay. But they so do want you to succeed. They want you to succeed. So they're going to help you. They won't give you the answers. They're not going to give you the, they're going to see like, okay, Everly does this. Everly is like, how are you studying? What are you focusing on? Let's go through your notes. Mm -hmm. And she sits down and she breaks it down for you. And so, mm -hmm. because she wants you to succeed at what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I have this, there's one professor and a lot of my uh, classmates, I've heard they don't, they struggle with her teaching style. Mm. Um, and yeah, the problem, I'm not going to say the problem. Um, the issue is, is that she does teach differently. Um, that she wants you to learn differently. Mm -hmm. And once he, once he, she wants you to come prepared, first of all, if you're not prepared, her lectures are useless. Ooh. It's yeah. one of those. You have to come prepared to her lectures or else you're not going to get anything out of it. And I think she's also, she's not, she's not very like loud about it, but I think she is very much, um, if you don't do the work that I'm not going to spoon feed you. Mm, so yeah. I think that's I think that's another reason why so many people had so much trouble with it because 
they were, you know, I hear a lot of complaints of like, oh, I just don't like how she teats. I just don't learn anything from her. And it's like, okay, but what did you do? Right. What was your part of it? Did you I don't read? have, like, I didn't have a single problem with her. Like, granted, semester, first semester of med surge, I was just completely lost anyway. But, um, you know, and so I, I think I'm going to be able to have her again next semester for peds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited. I'm excited and I'm intrigued to, like, see, like, what more can I learn from her? Because she has a wealth of knowledge. Right. Like, she's actually worked at our hospital for, like, 15 years as an educator. Oh, my god! Yeah. That makes sense. She's amazing. Yes. And, like, when... And she also, like, pulled me aside, and um, whenever she figured out, or whenever it came to light what I was going through at the beginning of my first round of mm-hmm. um, second semester, she was like, I know the people that you've worked with. I know who they are. I know where you are. I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And if you need anything, my door's open. Like, oh, that's so Oh, awesome. my God. Like, I cried almost on the spot. I, I was like, because to have someone who understands that, like, that in itself is such a network. And then, so we had this other professor. I love this. So um, our professor who came, he was new to lecture this for semester two. And um, he also works at my place of employment in a completely different area. Well, come to find out, he and my former manager were new hires together. And all they did, they sat together because they both came from like a outside hospital group. And so they were like, oh, you worked for this hospital? Me too. Oh my God, let's sit here and shit talk it all day. So (laughs) that's what they did for all of onboarding. So I went to brunch with her like two weeks ago and I was like, oh, do you know such and such person? And she's like, Yes, I do. Oh, he is the loveliest man. I said, oh, well, he was my professor this year. And she's like, he is just wonderful. I love him so much. Tell him I said hello, and I still think of him well. It was so great. I was like, okay. Like, what a small world. I know. These are the connections we need in our lives. Yeah, and so nursing school is not just, I mean, it's just, it is networking. It is networking. It is putting yourself out there. It is, you know. So it's learning camaraderie. It's learning camaraderie. Because I remember anytime I'd go somewhere, even if it was a party hanging out, we would be like, oh, I'm a nursing student. And someone else would be too. And we'd be like, (gasps) and then we would just like vomit everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My roommate hated us because she was like, all y'all do is talk about nursing. (laughs) I'm sorry. We are just traumatized together. (laughs) Same thing goes when you're actually a nurse. Because you're standing around, you're sitting around a table with like five books open and a laptop, two laptops, multiple resources. And you're like, and you're drawing things on a board oh, and you always or have your a dry hands, racer. right yes. and your or your hands are like oh my god cardiac is hilarious because your hands are always circulating in the way of like blood flow and you're like this one goes here and then this goes here and then like and you look like a monkey and you're like <laughs> yes it's just you know no one sleeps everyone's no. exhausted everyone comes together out yes. of desperation honestly you yeah. have to support each other you do you really you need support do. so it's good it's good. That's hilarious. I love it. 
It is. And you made it halfway through. I made it! Halfway. Halfway. Hey. So close. That was a big step. It was huge because it was so flipping hard. And so many people, you know, so many people were like, oh, this has got to be so easy for you. You've been a PCA. You do this. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually harder. It's harder. It's harder. Like, I shot myself in the foot being a PCA first. I mean. Yes and no. But you know what I mean. Right. It's hard. It is. It is. It is. It makes because it more difficult. I'm, because I'm already on step five when everyone is, else is on step Having one. Having to break down what is negative yes. one, but oh. actually like has to be a step. Right. And that's what's crazy about it. And I'll, t- I'll be honest. I'll admit this. I will openly admit this. It's also difficult because I have to remind myself that my professors are not my peers. Yeah. Because I can step, I can step into their office, and I can have a very open and candid mm, conversation mm, about the state of healthcare today, mm, and we understand each other. Right. There's already this basic understanding, and I have to step back, and I have to say no. Like, although yes, I hold these women and man um, very high um, in positions of educators that they are, Mm -hmm. but also it's very hard because they'll start talking about something and I want to jump in and I want to be included on the conversation. And it's like, this is not my place. These are your superiors still. Like there is a definite difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes sense. And I'll be honest too. Like I, I'm so self-conscious because it's like, God, they think I'm a know-it-all. And they probably think, like, I remember one time she, one of my professors was like, I bet you just thought you were going to waltz in here and have it all down, didn't you? And I was like, no, no, I didn't think that. Mm-hmm. I know that there's so much more that I have to learn. I'm excited to learn. And I'm excited to be taught. And so mm-hmm. I want to, like, anything you have, I, I want to grasp onto it and hold on to it. And I want to be the best that I can be. And so my, <laughs> I was told this semester that I talk too much. Surprising. This is why we started a so podcast. <laughs> I was also a talker. I'd get in trouble in school too. Yeah. And, um, but it's like, because it's an engaging conversation, I'm not going to sit and just like mm-hmm. be empty. Like, I'm not just going to sit and have you talk at me. Right. We're going to have a conversation, and that's how I learn. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, unfortunately, I think this semester it came off as a know-it-all. Yeah. And it's like, but I just want to learn. Well, and I think you reminding them of that is key. Because a lot of times there are going to be people more engaging than others. And I'll tell you right now, like, if you think you're going to go into nursing school and that you're going to know everything, whether you've been in healthcare or you're just a very intelligent person mm-hmm. and high school was easy, this is not the case. Mm-hmm. And you being engaged engaging about it and is excited is a good thing. Because yeah. I would be that way. But during classes, I'm a person that once I stop moving, I fall asleep. Oh, no. Like, I had to have friends next to me at all times to, like, shove me to wake me up. Because I would fall asleep in every single class. No matter how well I slept. Are you no serious? No matter what I drank. Yes. I'm completely serious. I stop moving. I pass the hell out. That is so funny. Is that why you fall asleep on the couch all the time? Yes. <laughs> It is, because my body's like, Mary, you don't give yourself enough sleep. We're shutting yeah. you down forcefully. Yeah. Especially when I was a night shifter. Woo! I'd pass out in the most random places, and my roommate would be like, what? You're fully clothed and on the ground. Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Sleeping. <laughs> attempting, sleeping. Attempting to sleep. Oh, But God. yeah, like, being engaged in it rather than, like, bored or uninterested, like, 
the reason you should be going into this profession is not for money. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're either going to become a bitter, mean nurse or you're going to burn out real quick. Right. You have to have a passion for it. You do. And if you don't have a passion for it, you should be looking inside yourself and reflecting. There's no amount of money that can compensate for the emotional toll that this career brings. Yeah. If we're being... There's just not. No. Because even me and I was the person that did literally anything I could for anyone else. Mm-hmm. I was the most compassionate person, not tooting my own horn, just a reality. I mean, my parents would get Mary so is. pissed. Mary, Mary doesn't know the word no. No. She doesn't. No. She's like, just such I a would... love thug. She's like, let me help you in any way that I can. Let me take care of you, you yes. sweet you sweet patient. Let me take <laughs> care of you, please. Yes. Like, literally in all ways. Like, I would pick up homeless people when I was in high oh school. Oh, my God. What? Yep. Yep, I would take them where they needed to go. Oh, I'm amazed yeah. that you're not dead. I know. It was only women. I wouldn't pick up men. Okay. But still. But still. That's still a thing. Oh, yeah. I would see a woman on the side of the road and be like, please get in my car. Let me help you. And there was one woman. It's I'm never going to forget. She's walking to her trailer because um, I lived out in the boondock, like boonies. Um, and she's walking with groceries. And it's pouring down rain. Oh, So, like, baby. of course. Of course I'm going to. And, like, I drove her to her place. And she could not be more thankful. Right? So, it's, like, that is the kind of person I am. Like, yeah. And I was. I, I've become very bitter, guys. And that is just sometimes the reality of working with people that take advantage of your gentle and kind heart. Mm-hmm. And that will happen. And you have to learn to almost have, like, a protective shield for yourself that comes up when necessary. Oh, yeah. You don't need to be that way all the time. But sometimes it's, hey, I see you trying to take advantage or hurt my hurt me because you see how innocent and sweet I can be. Mm-hmm. And as a nurse of five years, guys, like, yeah, it's truly a question I have where I'm like, man, this has brought a toll. Like, do I want to do this? And that's not something you should ever feel shame or guilt about because in the end, like, your life is continually going. And if it has nursing in it for the rest of it, like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, that's also okay. Yeah. Life is about living, and your career does not have to be your identity. That's Mary's motto. Say it one more time. Your career is not your identity. And Mary's learned that in the past year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, how do you feel? I feel good. Podcast number three, down. Oh my god, and so many fun tangents. <laughs> so many fun tangents. We were like, we're going to be giving them so many sources about nursing school. We're going to talk be about, about nursing school, and now it's like, I mean, it was a big part of it, but <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's good. good conversation. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Well, thank you guys for coming out for episode three tonight. Yes. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Patreon, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Twitter, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher is the new one. Um, Apple Podcasts, and it is The Rabid Nurses. Yes. So um, it's a little blue picture with a little cartoony-looking bunny. Hopefully we should have a new picture coming out soon. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. We are so excited. Ah. Um, So picture might be changing, but there are faces of Kaylee and Mary on there. So you'll see our faces. You'll see some bunny, a little crazy-looking bunny. Um, So head on over. Check us out. Give us a like. Share us with all of your friends. Share us with all of your friends. We want to be all of your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But also, like, 
comment and let us know like what y'all are thinking what y'all want to hear because in the end like this is about everyone yeah like of course you're hearing about us because we're just so cool we're the we started a podcast like how cool are we we're just like we're like the coolest people we just like shove things into each other's septums sometimes for fun oh god But yeah, like, please let us know what y'all want to hear. Like, if you're in nursing school or a nurse or feeling burnout or just, like, We want to hear from encouragement. you. Communicate. Hear. Communicate with us. We want to hear. This is an open conversation. Yes. Completely open. Wide open. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.